Hey everybody, I'm Jason Bittner from Triple Helix Corporation and welcome to our Helix Insider podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by special guests Pedro Lopez, uh, one of our developers, and Andy Webster, our, one of our senior developers here at Triple Helix. And today we wanted to talk to you about uh, when is a good time to look in getting a ERP system that is a enterprise resource planning uh, software solution for your business. So in our world, we deal a lot with manufacturers, and these types of softwares, the ERP systems, uh, are very, very common. But a lot of our manufacturing customers who have not yet implemented or uh, obtained an ERP system, they get to a point in their business where all the information is in different systems in different places, and it becomes very apparent that they need to have a system that unifies all of the work they're doing. So for example, you could have what's called a customer relationship management or a CRM software where you store all your customer details. That can be in a separate system, but modern ERP systems now sort of bring those into one place. Similarly, in the finance side and your accounting side, maybe you're using a QuickBooks or a Peachtree Accounting, and those software systems um, being separate, um, it makes it difficult to sort of get the big picture of the business. And moreover, if you're doing manufacturing and you have production, uh, you have schedules, uh, you maybe have inventory, all your materials, typically these customers and these companies use um, individual uh, pieces like spreadsheets uh, and separate systems to manage the company. And at some point, the volume of this information and all the different things uh, that they're managing gets to be unmanageable. And so they look for a unified system to manage it, which is now what we call these ERP systems. Uh, there's many, many systems out there, um, but what we find is that at some point, a company recognizes they need to uh, go after a, a unified system. Um, Andy, why don't you give us a little bit of thoughts on, from your end on, on what constitutes a good time to look at bringing together a unified system? Right. So, I mean, if you've got an ERP already and it's doing most of what you need to do, but not quite taking you there yet, and... Maybe you find yourself doing some workarounds in the ERP to try to make it do something that it's not really made to do. Think about um, augmenting an e your ERP. And that's something that we do. We typically um, build something that sits alongside it. Um, I could think of one instance where um, a customer had a lot of uh, manufacturing data and they needed to figure out when each of these different jobs in their system need to be run. And so they need to slot them kind of in the order that, you know, brings, it kind of brings the information to your attention so that you could say, okay, this job is really far behind and we need to do that one first. But without that kind of analysis of it, you, you don't really know. <laughs> You're at that point, the ERP is great in that it, has everything you need there and it stores it in one place, but it doesn't necessarily always take you all the way to where you know what to do with all that. So it's a, it's a big power tool. <laughs> the ERP system is then becomes the unified point of truth, correct? Like all of the information that you're working on has to go into one place as opposed to disparate places like spreadsheets and paper and whiteboards, correct? Right. Instead of having to write everything down, like a, if you had everything on a whiteboard for some instance, you could instead put that in electronically. And once you have something electronically, you can manipulate it in all kinds of different ways. It might look like, um, like 
something we typically build is alongside an ERP. Um, it will be a, a web portal that'll have um, a number of reports on it. So you could kind of pull from your ERP and um, report based on the data that's already there. So you've got all the data, you've been using the CRP for a couple of years maybe, and then now that you've been collecting all that data, you can, um, you can use it more effectively. Well, I think to complement what Andy is saying too, uh, is if a company finds themselves uh, growing consistently and their spreadsheets are getting, you know, um, you know, for example, in the accounting department, are getting really big and it's getting really cumbersome to um, share that with other departments. Or, for instance, they find themselves, you know, having a lot of, you know, whiteboards and writing things down and losing track of things might be an indication that some of these things needs to be consolidated digitally into a system uh, and therefore creating a need for an ERP. And then the next question from that is uh, where, where are the gaps, right? And so one thing that we do uh, as far as trying to find the gaps is the digital assessment, which is something that uh, we Triple Helix developed uh, especially for the manufacturing you know, industry. So uh, basically we sit down with the customer, we run through this assessment, which is a series of questions in uh, different manufacturing fields, if you will. And uh, we just run through the list, trying to find gaps and opportunities for, um, you know, to implement uh, a solution. And at the end, we give our customers a report that uh, tells them where they fall within uh, the manufacturing industry and where the opportunities are. And in addition to that, we uh, make a couple of comments as well uh, and suggestions or recommendations as to how to best implement those. Yeah, so that digital assessment is actually a very powerful tool. It actually assesses competency in their digital space about all the different things they're doing. And it does address ERPs, but it actually goes a little further. It actually addresses um, different practice areas like their cybersecurity maturity, um, how well they're using their data related to, say, their customers, maybe their quality. Um, and, and we do that as a free assessment. So if somebody was interested in saying, hey, how are we doing um, we run this for them and we let them see where they're at currently. And Pedro, talk to our viewers about how the assessment can actually show them the path where they should go, like the tiered le level of our questions. Right. So um, off the top of my head, I can't remember necessarily like what each question is or uh, the sections of it, but the assessment takes them through you know, uh, different uh, portions of um, the manufacturing uh, process, the business. And, and so uh, from that point, uh, it, it kind of uh, gives them a score from one to four in each question. And uh, it gives them an overall score for each uh, section. And so... Uh, based on that, we're able to identify where, you know, how well the company is doing and, you know, in the future, uh, how well the company is doing in, in reference to, um, you know, the industry. Uh, I think that answers the question, right?
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, a lot of our customers, um, when they go through the digital assessment, it's sort of telling them where they're at, but where they could be sort of like best in class. But at some point, you know, they start to wonder like, okay, so what would I need for my company in terms of manufacturing and, and my competency to, to be better and, and actually improve things. And so Triple Helix over the years has created something we call a phase zero assessment. And a phase zero assessment is a gap analysis. It goes much, much deeper than this digital assessment. And what we like to do is we assess the company's practice areas in all areas of the company. So that could be the operations, uh, administrations, uh, sales, um, executive quality, you name it. And it, and it basically looks at all of the different things that a company is currently doing and what they're doing well, but more importantly, where the challenges are. And so said gap assessment allows us to create a roadmap or a plan of improving things. Um, sometimes that's a replacement of an ERP. Very often companies that are actually not having an ERP, kind of where we started here, how do you know you're ready for one? Um, it would be the ability to, to help them find an ERP, which is a very daunting task for companies who've never played with them. But in those situations where those companies already own an ERP, but they don't really get the full value out of it, and they may not be willing to get rid of it, you know, what do they do? So the same gap assessment is actually provides the ability uh, to get a roadmap of, I'm here today, but I want to go over there tomorrow, and what are the steps to go there? Andy, talk to us about, like, now that you've run this phase zero and now we're looking to uh, make a recommendation on helping a company go from here to there. Let's talk about it in a way that those companies already have something tangibly invested in. Maybe an ERP is in-house. They're not happy with it, but they're not going to get rid of it. And yet they do need to do something differently because operations are being hindered by the current technologies. Uh, what would you recommend um, to a company that is in that situation and how do we help them to, to go from here to there and in basically a very logical fashion? Um, well, essentially, the phase zero, you're kind of getting a feel for what you have and what you need to get to. And the phase one is where we actually um, lay out a plan for what we're going to do. So um, typically we'll um, go on site, get a good feel for your operation. Um, I, I can think of one right now where we uh, did something for an operate a, a, a business with um, a production line and they had all these different sensors at different points along the production line. And um, you kind of really need to be there for something like that. But, um, and we, get a good feel for where everything is physically, how your whole business heartbeat works. And, um, and then we set out a plan for um, the different steps to implement that, really. I mean, typically, uh, you know, we'll need some of your data, like uh, a sample, even a sample if there's um, technical stuff that, um, in any case, um, and we'll go from there. <laughs> typically, um, yeah. How, how long does it How long does it typically take for us to build something like that? I mean, we don't we don't do these monumentally large tasks, right? I mean, we try to micro chunk everything, right? Right. Yeah. So um, for like a small task, it's typically um, it can take three months 
it can be a larger task, could be a year maybe, to if you're really overhauling something. But if it's just something that's sitting on top of your existing system and augmenting it, then those are usually fairly uh, fairly small. And, um, and they don't touch your existing system at all, so um, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> They're... Um, the way we build things, we build it alongside so that um, it's reading from the databases, but it's not necessarily changing anything in the database. And the way we develop it, we always have a testing staging kind of an area. So there, it's a it's a sandbox. So um, as we go along at different points during the development, we will um, bring um, people in from your company who know that those particular areas and um, can verify that things are going, that things are um, correct as you would expect them to be in the different reports. I think to complement what Andy is saying, it's important to note that, you know, uh, almost three, six months or what have you, uh, you know, part, part of, a portion of that time is really just getting access to whatever databases uh, we need to connect to to work with and really kind of interacting with the client that way to make sure that we have what we need to uh, start building the solution, right? Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, going ahead and, and, and doing the work. And um, it's, it's very important that all the work that we do, it's just like Andy said, it's, it's a sidestep on what's currently being used. Uh, for example, we have a client right now who we are building, you know, different reports. They're, they're, they're looking at their data and they're trying to uh, look at a different way. So they asked us to build a couple different reports. And uh, we did so uh, without disrupting, you know, the workflow, just, uh, you know, adding uh, value and, and to their existing workflow. Uh, and so we developed all that on a test environment, uh, had them, uh, verify the data and then approve it and then we push to production uh, without any disruption to their uh, activities so that, that's a really important point you bring up because when we do these things it's intended not to like affect the day-to-day -day operations so we sort of in your example like use things in a test or a development environment but everything is non-invasive non-disruptive correct right even even the database access that we typically get uh, we, it's usually read only, um, and uh, we pull this data into the application or uh, the report or what, ha or what have you, and we organize the data uh, to best, uh, you know, uh, create the solution. Uh, but typically, we're not, you know, writing back to the database or you know, altering the data in any way. We're simply reorganizing the data in a way that, uh, you know, fits the task or you know, solves a problem. That's a good point. Andy, if we did have to write back to the database, how do we do that? Um, the best way to do it is if there is an API that works with your EIP. What's an API? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yes, uh, application programming interface. That's kind of like um, it's a step between. So if you're directly connecting to your database, your ERP is built in a certain way so that one part of it changes and the other part's supposed to change. But that might not always be on the database level. So if you go through the API, then all of the correct stuff will happen. Like say, um, 
if I change, say if I have an invoice and I change um, a line of it in the um, in the database directly, it might, and then on the top level of the invoice, they have, you know, the total of how much each line costs. Um, you might, it might, if you don't go through the API, you might, that might not flow upwards. <laughs> so um, little things like that, that you, it's, um, but um, in, in some cases, we, if we need to write directly to it, we can directly connect um, as well. But we, we prefer to use the API because it protects the data environment, correct? Right. No, good. No, that's that's very important. You know, so um, kind of just to recap. So, you know, we started our conversation here about, you know, how does a company know when they're ready for something better? You know, we get rid of spreadsheets and paper and, and whiteboards and stuff. It becomes apparent to the business that they need something better. For manufacturers who we deal a lot with an ERP system, that enterprise resource planning software uh, becomes very important. Um, we then decide, well, how do you know what you're going to need from a technology standpoint, even outside of the ERP? And that's what you said earlier, Pedro, is our manufacturing digital assessment allows us to gauge a company's maturity level so they know what they might, where they're at and what they might need. And then they graduate to a phase zero that the phase zero allows them to understand where those gaps are and where the opportunities are that if they're buying a new ERP, a phase zero ERP assessment could tell them how to buy a new ERP or a more traditional assessment would just give them the knowledge to how to augment what they have so that it's A, non-invasive, B, cost-effective, and C, um, it can get done in a timely manner. To your point, Andy, uh, with the modular development that we do, these phase ones are small and, and micronized to the effect of that you get meaningful improvements in a reasonable amount of time. Pedro, any final thoughts on that process we just laid out? No, I think you outlined it perfectly. Um, you know, it's essentially what you said. Uh, digital assessments, uh, introduction, introduction, uh, if you will, uh, just to gauge some opportunities and situate where, where you are. And then phase zero is a more in-depth look uh, in maybe taking some action. And then uh, from that point, uh, you know, it's either developing uh, something completely custom or, uh, you know, uh, adding to an existing uh, solution that you already have implemented. But always keeping in mind that uh, without any disruption to your current uh, workflow uh, or whatnot. So... Uh, I think that outlines perfectly, and obviously, if anybody uh, finds themselves in a state where uh, they don't know where they are, or you know they're you know kind of situated in those uh, examples that uh, we mentioned, you know uh, they are always welcome to reach out and um, you know take the digital assessment and start that process uh, so we can help them out. And that digital assessment's free, right? It's absolutely free. It's something that. Uh, we do to uh, help uh, you know people within the industry and also uh, you know be able to develop a relationship and, and 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 find opportunities for for them to implement. So, excellent, Andy. Final thoughts? Yeah, just um, do it sooner than later because the longer you sit in a disorganized state, the more you know, the more time you're wasting. <laughs> and um and the, the the more efficient your business is the better you can um you can function and the healthier it'll be so
Right. Uh, I mean, this you know, this is a good point, Andy. It, and just that that affects your bottom line. You know, the as your business is growing or running, it, you know, the more efficient and organized it can be, uh, will end up saving you money in the long run. And so, uh, taking action uh, today is paramount to uh, making sure that uh, your you know, allow your business to go properly and uh, making sure that the bottom line is safe. <laughs> Great. So, you know, final thoughts is, you, you know, if anyone out there is looking for a manufacturing digital assessment, you know, please feel free to contact us. Uh, um, this podcast is actually loaded on our website, so you can get our contact information that way. We'd be happy to run a digital assessment for you, kind of give you an idea where you're at and where you might go. And if it looks like it might be a beneficial, we would recommend a phase zero assessment. It's a much deeper dive, but it provides a lot more insight as to how the business is doing and where the opportunities are. Uh, and we would be very happy to run that for you. So I want to thank my guests here again, Pedro and Andy. Thank you for your time today. And I appreciate the insights you offered. Thank you.